Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. E-commerce was the first thing that we found out about that really piqued my interest. A lot of things had come my way, affiliate marketing, YouTube, on Instagram. I was researching. I was looking up hashtags, work from home. I was doing everything that everybody does when they're desperate. Something about drop shipping just made me feel the fact that you could do it and not need anything up front. I just felt like it was so conservative. I'm a risk taker, but very moderately. Things have to really make sense to me. I work hard for my money and I'm not like a balls to the wall type of person. So for me, drop shipping just gave me hope that, wow, finally, a business model that is not going to expect a brand new entrepreneur to just go crazy on day one. That's not how I move. So I really appreciate appreciated drop shipping. I felt like it was a good way to allow me to get my toe wet just to kind of see if I liked it enough. And if so, then I could really go a lot of different directions successfully. And that's exactly what I've ended up doing. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. 
Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. I am so freaking excited to have you here. I feel like this has been a long time coming, and I know people are going to be so damn inspired by your story, so I cannot wait to dive in. But first off, let's start off with you introducing yourself to my audience and let us know a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into all of the backstory of you creating a multiple seven-figure business at this point. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you, girl, for having me on your amazing platform. This is something I've definitely had my eye on for a while. Like, I just hope that I could be a part of this one day. So thank you for featuring me and having me. It means a lot to me. My name is Chelsea. I am a serial entrepreneur. I'm a mother of two. I'm a fiance. I am someone who really am just devoted to chasing my dreams and to making my dreams a reality. I work really, really hard for everything that I have and everything that I desire. And my number one goal is to just bring as many women <laughs> that I possibly can with me as I continue to spread my wings and grow and learn and just live my best life. So yeah, e-commerce is the vehicle that I've used to change my life. I knew nothing about this industry when I was exposed to it six years ago, but we started making money with it around the five and a half, six year mark. But at the time, I knew absolutely nothing about this industry, didn't even know it existed. I knew a lot of people were making money in new, different, mysterious ways back then. But I didn't know anyone that was really doing anything like that in the internet space. All of that just seems so weird, like cryptocurrency. Yeah, and so, <laughs> it's like another world. Yeah. All the things that I'm involved in now. Thank God. Right. I love that perspective. I think it really helps folks kind of ground themselves in understanding your story because for people like us, right, you're a woman of color. We don't get taught how to make money in a way that doesn't involve exchanging our time, performing lots of difficult labor for like trash ass pay. And so I want folks to understand like you are not always this e-commerce queen that you are now. You were doing very regular stuff for employment. Kind of take us back. Take us back to pre-millionaire Chelsea. Please don't remind me of those times. It's literally brutal suicide. Like, I don't even know. Looking back, it's so disrespectful, the things that... And that's why even now, like, of course, I have staff. Of course, I have a team now. But I truly, really, really try to never, like... I want work to be fun and, like, I don't ever want y'all to feel 
like, I don't love you guys or that I don't value you or your family or anything. Like I love y'all like genuinely. And I know that there's other people that are like, don't do that friends and business. And it's like, I get that. They don't have to be my friend, but I still want them to know that work doesn't have to feel like this place that they dread going. Like it can be a beautiful, amazing thing. And I feel like I've been through a lot of jobs. I've been working since the day I turned 15 years old. Like I made sure I had a job in line. My first job was Wendy's. My second job was McDonald's, then Cold Stone. I mean, I've had every job under the sun and I've done such, I dealt with so many things that like, I would be furious if I know that someone was mistreating my daughter or like, I've just been in such trashy little situations in corporate America, you know, working for so many years, you see so many different sides of things. And now that I know better and I, now that I know that I've found resources and I've found ways that have allowed me to live my true dream life. And I never had to go through any of those experiences. It just makes me be like, damn, why didn't anybody expose me to this new way of thinking and this new way sooner? Why did I have to go through and endure so much just to be taught a new way to make money, to have to service people constantly in order to get paid and to survive is just like not a real way of living. It's great to have a selfless spirit and to be willing to be a servant or be of someone who has a service that can help other people. That's great. But also it's so important to learn how to monetize your skills and those things so that you can really elevate past just the service provider that everybody's just using and abusing. And that's what it was for me. I was the makeup artist. And in order for me to be successful, it's like I almost had to let people not use and abuse me, but just like work myself like a freaking dog. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so just to see that, you know, you can create your own destiny. You can create a product or a service of your own that something that you really love and put your own price tag on it and charge your worth and seeing that you're able to create your own legacy through the things that truly inspire you is just really fulfilling. Absolutely. It really does require us as a community to like have a mindset shift when it comes to valuing our skills, right? We're very much conditioned to just accept that you get a certain amount of money per hour for your skill set. And when you become an entrepreneur, you're selling value, right? You're selling transformation. It's not just about the time that you're exchanging for that one-on-one call or for that group coaching program, whatever it is that you do, that consulting service. It's about all of that fucking time that you spent learning, the education, the trials, the errors, the failure, the investments. You got to factor all that shit into the true value of your work. And I think so many people don't understand that. So like, why do you think that is? I think that we live in a very microwave society where people just, they go on Instagram and they see people talking about whatever. People are just believing that things are happening overnight and that real hard work and grit and sacrifice wasn't involved. And they're comparing their day one to someone else's day 10,001, literally. And they're not seeing everything that happens behind the scenes. You know, Instagram, I do try to show the good, the bad, the ugly, because I believe in transparency, but 
there is a downside to doing that. When you become transparent, you're vulnerable to people comparing you to people who are not being transparent and who are phony and always putting on for the gram as if these shifts and these patterns and these realities of business and life don't exist when they do for everyone. So I try to keep things very honest and transparent because I don't want to ever sell a dream. That's the last thing that people need. But I think that people need a reality check because entrepreneurship is not easy and it's not for everyone. And it's for people who are willing to really go the extra mile to show it for themselves every single day, all day. You don't have to have someone pushing you or holding you accountable. Like it has to be something within you every day that drives you to wanting to be great for you and your family. Yeah. I want to dive into that because like you said, entrepreneurship takes a certain kind of personality. And so I'm curious what was going on in your life, you know, as a celebrity makeup artist, what was motivating you to want more? Was it because you were being exposed to wealth, right? When you're around celebrities, you're like, holy shit, what is this life? And how can I access this too? Was there other factors that kind of played into that? That was it. God blessed me with very well-off clients and just getting a taste of my little car screeching into their driveways and into their garages. I just, oh my God. Or when I, they'd be like, come on, pull in, hop in my car. And I pull in my shit and then pull into their, sit in their Bentley. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is where I belong. Let's go. Where are we going? And it's just like, then we get back and it's like, I have to get out and get back into my bucket and go back to my hood of town. And it's just like, this really sucks. And it's like not even safe. And like the hallway is so loud. And there's that drunk guy that lives across the way that's always creeping by my door at two, three in the morning. And it's like, I don't want to tell my mom because then it'll freak her out and then she'll make me move. And like, so you deal with all these things by yourself as a single woman. And you're just like, this is fucking scary. I could die tomorrow. And like, who would know? Who would know? And it's like, that's the last thing that we want. And so then we rush to find a man to marry us for the security and this and that. No, let's just find a way to become self-sufficient so that we can elevate ourselves. And that way we can make better decisions for ourselves that aren't reliant on like survival. Yeah. I know one of the things that you've talked about openly is your past relationships, which were potentially toxic, abusive, and you finding this power within yourself to get out of that situation and using your natural born gift to just be curious to really create a life that you want. And I think there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast that are finding themselves in toxic relationships that are feeling trapped by money, being subject to abuse. What was that journey like for you? How did you reclaim your power that way? Oh man, it took a while. Honestly, it took years for me to regain my power after that toxic relationship. It was really all I could think about and talk about and compare my life to because that year and a half period of my life completely consumed me. It had a very dark cloud on top of me. So I was luckily able to leave that situation after a year and a half of being in a horrible, toxic environment with this person that I thought I loved and I thought loved me. 
but I left that person well before I ever felt like I regained my control and my power. Like I know I, me leaving saved me and like I regained my control when I walked away and broke up and all that stuff. Yeah. But like I was still broken and like I was not ready to forgive myself and truly regain the power as a woman to feel okay with the fact that like Chelsea, you fucked up and it's okay. Like you didn't deserve it. Like you led with good intentions, but that took years. And I really, really feel like me opening up on Instagram as much as I did for as consistently as I did. I think that that was like very therapeutic and healing for me to have that like talk therapy. So many women who could relate to my experience Whereas my fiance definitely was aware of everything and definitely knows the ins and outs. But it's like, it's not something that you want to talk to your fiance over and over and over about. We've been together for six, seven years now. It's like, he heard about it for a long time. I would be triggered all the time. And every boyfriend before him too, it's like, I was really, really devastated with myself over this. So Yeah, I think it's definitely a recent thing that I feel like it's okay that um, it happened and it's okay that like it's over. I definitely think that talking about it has helped a lot because I used to cry every single time. Like now it's like, it's much more rare. Like I don't really break down and cry as much. I realized that six months ago, like I didn't really know what it meant anymore. I'm like, wow, am I healed from this? I think I'm like strong now. I think I'm okay, you know? And then I started to worry like, oh my God, maybe I'm just so far detached now that I forgot or like I've blocked it out. Enough time has passed where I've forgotten what has happened. But then other times are just reminders that like, no, you still definitely feel for the situation, but you've accepted the fact that like you've elevated past it. But sadly, so many people haven't. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's like you can give yourself grace and honor that past version of yourself and also realize the growth that has come from being in those situations, right? I think it's hard when you're going through it to try to make sense of what is going on and why this is your life. But I truly do feel like all of this shit is a lesson, even though it sucks while it's happening. And now the fact that you get to share your story and inspire so many women who are going through this, I think there's such power in that vulnerability because it makes us realize we're not the only ones going through this. And I think people need to understand that, right? It's the same way that like when you show up as an entrepreneur and you're a woman of color and we don't see ourselves represented in these spaces, you by showing up are giving people permission to all also believe what you can do with your life when you start becoming intentional and stop accepting the bullshit. Exactly. And I feel like so many of our women just feel so guilty for being that person that wants to say like, no, I want more than that. Like, no, I don't want to just do a job like that just to pay my rent for the rest of my life. Like I want a house. I want to own my house. I want a big ass house. Like, It takes a confident woman to say that I want to be that woman and that I want friends that also believe and think that way too. A lot of times we're finally ready to make that elevation and our friends, the people that have always been beside us are not there yet. And so we allow their voices and the things that our family, it's not just friends. A lot of times it's family that is still just in your ear like, 
making you feel like this might not be a forever thing or this is not as solid as you going out and getting dirty and brittling your bones because you're laboring. It's almost like they feel better if you were out there chiseling away and you're coming home with broken ankles and corns on your feet. Then, you know, then they could see, they could understand why you have what you have, right? Like then it makes sense. Yes. Yes. You deserve it now. You built this house with your bare hands. Clearly, (laughs) we don't understand the power that is in our minds of the knowledge that we have and the way that you can monetize that. So I want to go to that place, right? So you have escaped this toxic relationship. You're basically starting over and you're like, I'm tired of this broke ass life. What's the first thing that clues you into e-commerce? Like, why was that the thing for you? At this point, I'm in a brand new relationship. I'm feeling really behind in my life and as far as like my age goes, because when I was in that toxic relationship, I was 25. It's just my miracle number where I just felt like I was going to have a family by that age. So yeah, of course, you need to have your entire life figured out by 25. Yeah, that's what course, they all fucking you know, tell us. Exactly. And that's when my mom and dad had me at 25. So naturally, 25 was my number. And Here I was at 25 getting the shit beat out of me and leaving the love of my life because I'm in love with this abusive dude. And like my life is literally flipping upside down like this. And now years later, I'm in a committed relationship with my best friend who had just come home from prison. And I know it sounds like horrible, but it wasn't anything horrible. So here I was now in a situation where I had worked very hard to become a celebrity makeup artist, but what I was making was definitely enough for one person, but definitely not enough for two people to live comfortably the type of lifestyle that we would want to live if we were going to be this power couple that we desired to be. Just to add some context. So for folks who don't know somebody who's been incarcerated, Like, it's almost fucking impossible to get a job. You already knew from the jump, like, it's up to me to give us financial security because I don't know when my partner is going to be able to access money in the way that I can. Exactly. Exactly. And it became very scary because here we are where bills are piling up. Nobody's giving him an opportunity. And I'm feeling like, okay, if I don't make something shape for my family, I could be at risk of my man doing something behind my back that I wouldn't want him to do. But obviously he's going to do if we can't figure out how to pay these bills. Like he came home to a baby mama who was pissed at him because he got locked up Their baby was four months old when he got locked up. So it's like, he's coming home to baby mama drama. This is my best friend. Now we're in a relationship. His life, it was just like me trying to help him figure out like, how are we going to navigate this life together? I didn't realize how many setbacks we were going to have when it came to finding stable work. Every job, every wage was just insulting and non-realistic. If I'm now in a committed relationship at the age I was at wanting a family, all I kept thinking about is how am I going to set myself up to ever have a family if my husband, my boyfriend can't find a decent job. So we realized in the weeks to come, as the stress started to really settle in, like what is about to happen? Like, am I going to have to get a nine to five? I had not had a nine to five in a long time. In a very long time, I had already been a makeup artist. 
So the thought of me having to go get a job to support us was making me <clears throat> very sad and depressed. And my boyfriend at the time was just like, listen, you're right. Like, we got this. We will figure it out. And I'm like, oh, no, I'll figure it out. So that's what was my motivating factor is knowing that I was a woman who was willing to do whatever it took to make sure that the person that I love stayed out of trouble. And that's definitely, I think, been my pattern for a long time. And that was definitely the pattern that got me in my abusive relationship with my toxic ex. And I'm just very blessed and thankful that God hasn't changed me as a person because not changing could be a dangerous thing when you're a woman like me and like a lot of women. I'm not like unique or anything. I just feel like, especially Hispanic women, like we're just nurturing and all that stuff. And I'd be lying if I said that I'm the same person as I was back then. Like if my fiance were here, he'd be like, yeah, you're not like that at all anymore. But yes, the fuck I am. Okay. Yes, I am. I'm just not how I was because I used to really just desire to be the end all be all for a man. And with that, like, girl, I almost lost my life to be the end all be all for a man. And it's just like, that is not love. Like that is toxic as hell. And I'm grateful that I can still have the heart that I have and like love the way that I do and be generous the way that I am. But that God brought me to some safe place because that behavior with the wrong person, obviously someone can really take advantage of someone like me and vice versa, you know? So I'm grateful that my relationship has flourished into being something that's reciprocated and mutual. And we both are on a mission to go legit and like turn our lives around by any means necessary. The fact that he was able to become successful in his own right and go completely legit. Like that's something that I pride him on tremendously. But e-commerce was the first thing that we found out about that really piqued my interest. A lot of things had come my way, affiliate marketing, like a lot of, I had my ear to the streets. Like I was really YouTube on Instagram. I was researching I was searching. I was looking up hashtags like work from home. Like I was doing everything that everybody does when they're desperate. Girl, I was doing everything. And something about drop shipping just made me feel like something about it. The fact that you could do it and not need anything up front. I just felt like it was so conservative. And if you know me, it's like, I'm very conservative. Everybody calls me so cheap, but it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cheap. Okay. I'm so cheap. Yeah. These bills ain't, please. But whatever. I'm frugal. I'm cheap. Anyways, so I'm a risk taker, but very moderately. Like things have to really make sense to me. I work hard for my money and I'm not like a balls to the wall type of person. So for me, drop shipping just gave me hope that like, wow, finally a business model that is not going to expect a brand new me entrepreneur to just go crazy on day one. Like that's not how I move. So I really appreciated drop shipping. I felt like it was a good way to allow me to get my toe wet just to kind of see if I liked it enough. And if so, then I could really go a lot of different directions successfully. And that's exactly what I've ended up doing. So I'm grateful that I went with my intuition and my gut back then, because from the moment we found out about it, we just got completely consumed with figuring out the internet and it wasn't easy. I was just obsessed. Like I'm an obsessive person. Like a way to make money and keep my man out the streets 
and I could be with him every day and we could be home in our apartment every day just together making money. When I found out that that was even an option, I'm like, we have to figure this out by any means necessary. Like, this is our answer. And we did. Like, we were relentless. I would... Yeah, I want to dive into that, but let's pause here because you dropped some gems in that that I want folks to pick up. Okay, first of all, when you find out about something, you must become obsessed with it, especially if you have no idea how this works. Like you taking one 20 minute freaking video class on Coursera or like reading a book, one YouTube video, like that shit doesn't do anything. Okay. You have to literally like live and fucking breathe whatever it is, that skill that you're trying to learn. That's number one. Number two, this idea of like, business always having to be this thing that you invest thousands of dollars up front and you got to go get venture capital and you got to go raise a million dollars and you got to go spend a hundred thousand dollars on leasing a building, blah, blah, blah. Like y'all, if you want to get there at some point, that's fine. But right now entrepreneurship is so fucking accessible thanks to the internet that there is no reason for you to get into debt to start a business. So throw that shit out the window because if you like me and you're like Chelsea, you cannot afford to fumble the bag. You are a person of color, first generation, ain't got no fucking parachute, ain't got no safety net. Like we can't be out here going balls to the wall, taking huge ass risks for businesses like white men with generational wealth can do. And you don't need to do those things, but you got to understand that like, this is such a new world for us that the most important investment that you can make right now, if you're in the beginning stages, is your education. Knowledge is power. And that's literally what you've told us, right? So you became obsessed. Tell me what that obsession looked like. Like, what were you doing? Because I know for me, I was fucking living on YouTube and Google for years. I was listening to every podcast, reading every book. Like, I'm just like, I will never have as big of an ego to think that there's not always something to learn. And I'm curious what that learning process was like for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. 
and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. When I say obsessed, I literally mean I was just 100% consumed. I didn't do anything other than my stream of income at the time was a makeup artist. So when I was not on set, I was literally at home on my couch with my laptop, binge watching YouTube videos in different forums, reading different threads. I was DMing different people in the industry who I was finding on YouTube, who I could literally pay for a consultation. I was literally doing anything I could freaking possibly think of to learn as much as I could. And I was also utilizing free trials. So when I started to find out about things, I got really curious. And when I saw that there were free trials to Shopify and free trials to just different apps and stuff, I got curious and I started playing around with different things. And when I started to see that I could literally learn something, execute the steps and see progress and see different things happening I started realizing like, wow, I'm the creator of my destiny. Like all I have to do is have the blueprint. All I have to do is have the, the puzzle pieces and have the right type of information to put those puzzle pieces together. And I can really map this out to being something amazing. And that's literally all it was. But I lost weight. Like when I tell you I lost weight, I wasn't eating. I wasn't cooking. I stopped like Brandon was like, damn, are we going to die? I'm like, should we might? Honestly, we just might because I'm not cooking. And I absolutely cannot cook. I was like losing my freaking mind. Honestly, he's like, all right, I'll catch you tomorrow. Like he would be going to bed and he'd be like, come on, you coming? And I'm like, coming where? Absolutely not. And why are you going to bed? Can you afford to go to bed? Because I can't. I can't sleep. I am up. Like, or I would sneak out the bed and just go in the living room, and he would catch me with like my laptop. I would it was like a nut, a nut, like a real <laughs> meth head about my business. Like, and I honestly, to this day, don't know why he was so calm. I think it's because he did have a backup plan, and he just knew that if shit really hit the fan, he was never gonna like. I didn't have a backup plan. You know what I'm saying? Like my, the only backup plan I know involves other men. And I was already committing myself to a situation. And it's like, dang, I can't even ask anybody to help me out in this situation. At least you could go run into the streets and do what you do. I'm not single anymore. So I don't have another plan B. This has to work or you need to take care of us, period. So, and mm -hmm. obviously that's what he wanted to do, but I wasn't trying to ever put that pressure on him. This is not just a man that I was meeting off the street. This was my best friend at the end of the day. And I committed to being a part of the solution to his life. And I wasn't ever trying to meet him with that type of burden or expectation. Like, oh, come on. I know what you're used to. So I want you to provide that life for me too. I see how you did with your past girls because we were friends for a long time. I know mm -hmm. what he's used to just like he knows what I'm used to. But I knew that I wanted to be that safe place for him to grow, develop, learn at his natural speed and know that we would do life together. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm really glad that it worked out the way that it did. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about those beginning days of entrepreneurship, right? Because not enough people talk about the L's that we take, the failures, the trial and error. Were you successful from day one or like was it a process? Walk us through that. It was definitely a process. So I'll say with drop shipping, it definitely was a process. It definitely wasn't a from day one thing. But before I jumped into drop shipping, of course, we dipped and dabbled into different things like the affiliate marketing, network marketing, different MLM businesses and stuff like that. And everything that we got our feet wet with, we went all in with for the period of time that we did. And so I found, I'm not going to say success. I'll say I got results with a lot of different things that I tampered with because I'm just that type of person. Like if I can easily distinguish if something has my interest or not, and if it has my interest and I commit to doing it, I'm going to just like knock it out and really like laser focus and like get it over with so I can see what it's about. And so, yes, I got results with every venture that I jumped into as an entrepreneur. But once I got a taste of the different things, I was able to be like, I see where this is going. I see exactly where this is going. And mm, honestly, I'm not going there. My life is not headed in that direction. I don't want to have to do X, Y, and Z to make X amount of dollars. So I just remained on the hunt to finding that thing that was going to allow me to live the type of life that I desire in the most desirable way. Like I want to make a lot of money, but not at the expense of my freaking happiness. And like, I have certain standards. Like I want to live like lazy, rich girl, soft life lifestyle. Okay. So it's like, I just wanted to do whatever I had to do to create that for myself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me about that first win with e-commerce, with drop shipping, when you realize, oh shit, like I've actually figured this out. Were you able to DIY it or were you at that point like, I need to hire someone to help me figure this out? No. So because drop shipping was the one that I felt most like, okay, this is something that feels real. This is something that I can see what the end goal is here. And what I was doing on my own without a mentor, I was already like connecting the dots as to how powerful it is to have like my own Shopify store. Coming from an affiliate MLM thing, when I finally got to the Shopify thing, it was like, oh, this feels different. And I was able to identify the differences and I felt really good about it. But I was lacking the experience and I was lacking the strategy. And I knew that it was only just a few things that I just needed to be put together for me from someone who had done it before. And I knew once I had uncovered that, I just knew I was going to be able to take off. But it took me right away to jump into dropshipping. From the day I was exposed to dropshipping, I jumped in full force right away. It took me exactly six months to invest in a mentor. And I kick myself in the butt for it. I'm not that mad though, because most people I feel like take years and years and years. For me, it's a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't, I'm not so mad at myself. Six months, but just, I get mad because once I did bite the bullet and understood the value of like mentorship and guidance, once I realized that like being the strong girl and the girl that's like, just the survivor and the one that doesn't need nobody and the one that can figure it all out on her own. She doesn't need nobody for nothing. Like that shit is out. That is a slow route. Like 
I'm the damsel in distress by any means. Like I need all the help. Please come save me. Throw the raft immediately. Like I need major help at all times. Like I want my life to be as easy as possible because why not? If I can ask somebody to help me and to guide me through a process and they can tell me that that costs $200 or $2,000, whatever. If they could give me a price to that, it's worth that. If they can get shed light on something that I know is holding me back. So I finally bit the bullet in my first month with him. I made $21,000. Selling what? Selling a necklace. What? <laughs> yeah. Holy Selling shit. a necklace. Yes. It was a piece of costume jewelry from like Forever 21 or someplace like that. Like that type of quality it only cost 86 cents from the supplier. And I drop shipped it to my customer and charged $16.99, $16.99. So every time I made a sale, my phone would go cha-ching and I would see $16.99 show up on my Shopify dashboard. And then I would use 86 cents of that essentially to go ahead and purchase the necklace from my supplier who then fulfills it and sends it directly to my customer. So I'm completely the middleman. Like I don't ever have to touch the product or hold inventory for the product. I never even saw it. I made a quarter million dollars selling this necklace over a two-year span, and I never saw the necklace in real life, ever. So That is so wild. It's insanely wild. And once it hit me that this was a real thing and a consistent thing, like life has not been the same since, you know, but... I've gone through major extreme fear of, not even fear of failure, because I never really had fear of failure. The success happened so fast, even though I feel like I struggled for so long and I wish it wasn't so long and all these things. Once God put the sign in front of me and I took action and executed with the sign I prayed so heavily for, like I legit was on hands and knees begging God to guide us because I was so scared Brandon was going to go back to prison. Like I literally begged and then he gave me this opportunity and I knew I was not about to fumble it. So the fact that we were exposed to something that made it possible to sell products consistently to people all over the world, people loved that necklace. Every mom out there, if they saw this mama bear necklace, they would feel connected to it in some way because it had the little cubs on it. If you have three kids, you could get three cubs. And personalized jewelry just in the e-commerce space just always does so well. That's just one of the niches that just does so well. And you can make so much money on selling jewelry, especially because jewelry has high perceived value. A ring like this is obviously real. However, I've sold rings just like this that look real and they're not real. Like literally people don't feel no type of way about spending $75 for a costume jewelry ring that literally looks just as blinged out as my ring. And I've literally sold that on Valentine's Day as a winning product. I sold an engagement ring that looked sparkly like a real one. And I sold it for $79 and I targeted men who were shopping for Valentine's Day gifts and they went crazy with this ring for $79. How much did you make with that? Oh, I don't even know. I don't remember the calculation, but it was just like an experiment that I remember doing one Valentine's Day and I couldn't even believe Brandon couldn't. He's like, ain't no way that man is going to that. Like he better not propose. And I was like, 
I don't know what he's going to do with it. None of my business. None of my business. I always forget it. How you live, sir. Job shipping taught me some amazing skills that I'm forever grateful for. If you can sell a piece of jewelry that you've never even seen in real life, that's what drop shipping is. You know, it's teaching yeah. you to become an expert marketer. Mm-hmm. Without having to make that really heavy investment on inventory, which is the thing that I think scares people. It definitely scared me. I know a lot of people that were in business for themselves during COVID and even before COVID who have just experienced so many hard times through having a brick and mortar from being vandalized to just not being able to afford your bills to theft to just like so many things, you know, expense after expense, storms, natural disasters. There's a lot and there's a lot of risk involved with it. And so not to deter anybody, but the upside to that is that there are things that you can do before jumping into that level of business, because it's not to say that you shouldn't do it. It's just, why not start a little bit more conservatively and set yourself up for true success, set a strong foundation so that you can learn how to properly run the business, how to attract your target audience, how to communicate with that audience, how to convert your audience or your followers into loyal paying customers. And you can learn that for so cheat as a drop shipper. And then once you have those skills, you can expand into so many different lanes and make money so easily. Right. I think that's a really good point that you bring up, right? Because those marketing skills are something that are going to be applicable across all different types of business. And so you've actually now diversified beyond being a drop shipper. Now you are teaching folks how to do this. Um, now you're also teaching folks how to use social media to monetize their platforms and to basically take advantage of the internet money. So let's talk a yes. little bit about why social media should be an integral part of your overall marketing strategy. Oh my gosh. If you're not using and leveraging social media to make money and you're a business owner, it's like, do you just not want to make more money? Are you like afraid of more exposure, more sales? Yeah, I think some people are like, oh, I don't want to do reels. I don't want to be on video. I'm like, uh, what do you have to say to that? I don't know. It's a stressful conversation. I can't relate to that mindset because for me, it's like I was washing toilets at one point to make money. You know what I'm saying? So I was also shaking my ass to make some money. I was also doing a lot of other stupid shit to make money. So to tell me that I can't make a real or to say I wouldn't make a real talking about something that I'm expecting someone to trust me enough to give me a dollar for is just absurd to me. It doesn't make sense. One plus one is two. And that's just like, doesn't make sense. Like when you go into business, it's to serve people. It's to get the word out about whatever you have to offer. If you refuse to do that, how can anyone ever support you? How can anybody ever shop with you or give you their money? How? How are you going to change the world and impact other people if you don't get out there and let your voice be heard? It's like opposite type of you're saying you want this, but then when I tell you what it takes to, to make it happen easily, you run behind talking about it. Like that doesn't make sense to me, but I also understand what it is to be introverted, to be shy, to be not ready and not confident and have your own insecurities. And that's why the reason I'm so gung-ho on like this no bullshit attitude is because 
drop shipping is for people like that more than anything, in my opinion. At one point, it's okay to, to feel like, you know, you were counted out because maybe you're more introverted. Maybe opportunity doesn't come your way as much because you're not out there networking and this and that. But when someone like me or you with this podcast and exposes you to an opportunity like drop shipping, and I let you know that this is perfect for people like that because you don't have to show your face. You don't have to be the face of your brand at all whatsoever. When I was selling jewelry, I had the jewelry, the necklace itself was on a table and it was a photo of the necklace just sitting on the table with two other necklaces, the same thing. So there was a mama bear with one cub, a mama bear with two cubs, a mama bear with three cubs. And it was a picture of all three necklace options. That's it. I wasn't in the photo. So once you realize that, wow, there's this internet thing makes it possible for people to make money without having to do the things that freak me out. What's your excuse now? And you don't have to invest up front in inventory. It's like, so what? You just don't want to make money. What is the reason? What is the reason? What is the reason? Seriously, it's insane. People will find a reason though. You convinced me that, you know, I need to explore drop shipping because it's one of those things that feels very complex. And I'm wondering if I'm just like overthinking it. So from a marketing standpoint, can you be successful as a drop shipper with organic marketing or must you subscribe to like paid ads or is it a combination? Organic, organic, organic. I know a lot of people are on the organic train, so I'm not going to talk crap about it because any brand should have a layer and a foundation that is solid. And I feel like an organic brand is the strongest brand, right? But when we are going for accelerated growth and results, when you're the age that I am and you're trying to like, you have a family and you don't want this to be a side hustle. Like I'm not trying to just do this for like extra lipstick money. Like I have real bills. Like I have like you, I'm a real business owners. And I just need to know if this product that I'm selling right here I don't have five years to grow an organic brand to tell me if you like my AirPods. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have 5,000 hours to dedicate to going live. I'm a mother of two. My kids don't let me go live, okay? My kids are crazy. I cannot do stuff like that. So the reason I leverage paid ads and it's such a lifesaver is because I can afford one day a week or maybe even one day a month or whatever it's going to be, I could afford to take out my iPhone and take these products and put them on my windowsill and take photos of them. I could do that. I could commit to doing that. Can y'all commit to doing that? I know you can. Even your kids could do it for you. You know what I'm saying? So paid ads makes it possible to not always have to be front and center. When you are leveraging organic, the free stuff, that's when burnout happens for me anyway. Now, when I was starting out with no money, I shouldn't say no money. In my mind, I had no money to lose. You know what I'm saying? But I came to the table as a business owner. I had like 4,000 in savings. Like I wasn't doing bad for myself. Okay, please. I was a makeup artist. I was working every day. But at the end of the day, I don't want to show my face. 
I don't want to have to do these things and have these commitments that in order to make money, I have to go live 10 times. I have to post 50 times. I don't want a lifestyle like that. So leveraging paid ads makes it possible to shoot the content one time and then you go and live your life. Passive income is just what I was after. So I don't ever knock organic, but when you're doing organic, you're getting free in exchange for the same sweat equity that I've been putting out since I was a little girl. And I don't want to have to exert myself and be a slave to my business by exerting so much energy to get people to follow when I know that If I'm targeting lip balm lovers, all I have to do is make one ad one day, putting on this lip balm, talking about how amazing and juicy it makes my lips feel. Maybe I'll do my lashes that day so I can look extra cute and appealing to my market. And I'm going to be like, now buy this today. And guys, the day that you see that ad, you can best believe I'm looking crazy I probably haven't even taken a shower yet. I probably look and smell musty, but that ad has you thinking that this lip gloss is going to make you look like a supermodel, how I looked that day. And the rest of my life, 99% of my life, I spend looking homeless. And it's because I can. It's because I can. Okay. I dress up to do podcasts so I can look presentable for other people. I don't want to scare you guys. Okay. But I want some lazy money. Okay. We want the lazy money. That's it. Yes. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the winning products, right? Because there's a million fucking things you could sell online. Not all of them are going to be a good idea. So how do you decide what's a winning product? A winning product is a product that can 3X its investment. If you put in a dollar, you want to see at least a 3X return on that dollar. So yes, you might be able to sell something and make a sale here and there. One week, make two sales. The next week, you make five sales. And then it starts to trickle away. That wasn't your winning product. If you couldn't make that a product that was going to constantly produce an income for you that you could literally reinvest back into the business and expand and scale. A winning product in the patterns that I've tested in the years of being a drop shipper, there's a lot of patterns that I've noticed amongst products that have made me a lot of money. And these products I put together in like a checklist from my mentees because I feel like that's how I learn best is like with visuals. So I've made it really easy. I've mapped out exactly like what you need to be looking for when you're doing your product research. If your product of interest is not hitting on these specific things, then it's just not. I don't care how cool it is for you or how much you think it's just so cool. It's just probably going to end up being a money guzzler. You're probably going to struggle to sell this product and it's not your fault. It's just, for example, Google Trends. It's important to always analyze your idea, your concept, the niche, whatever it is on Google Trends because the last thing that you want to do is jump into a niche or jump into selling a product and customizing, building out your entire store to promote something that has a trend that's predicted to plummet in the next 30 days. 
Like I've literally seen students invest money into having these gorgeous stores built and like they feel so excited about it. And then when they do their research, they realize that this trend is just literally at its peak right now. And really there's no longevity here. It's coming to an end, whether it's because of the season that we're in, whether maybe you're selling a hot bathing suit, a viral bathing suit, but now we're going into the winter months. It's time for that. That's going downhill. So a winning product, in my opinion, the easiest products to go for, in my opinion, are problem solving products. Because whether you want to admit it or not, when people are in pain with something, when people are struggling in some way, and you can come along and offer a solution to their problem, they will never forget you for it. And I live my real life that way. And God has blessed me tremendously for it. And when you implement that same mindset in business, you will be rewarded for it. And so if you focus on finding products that solve a a problem for people, that's a winning product. Like that's going to be the biggest chance you have of finding your winning product fast is to focus your search on products that solve a problem for a specific group of people. It could be something that alleviates migraines. It could be something that alleviates snoring because who wants to sleep beside a snoring person? That's a problem. That's a huge problem for everyone involved. So imagine being someone who you don't have to invent it. Most people are like, oh my God, I'm not creative. I don't know how to make that. You don't have to. You can drop ship a product that someone else has already created to solve the problem, but they need your marketing skills to sell it to to the people. So that's where people like us come in, where it's like, hey, I can explain to my people why this lip gloss is the best. I can get people to understand why there's a benefit in having these headphones. Like if you're someone who can do that, whether you're willing to show your face or not, if you're willing to do that and communicate that message, you can make sales. So paid ads. If you want to get the message out quicker, if you want to get results faster, if you want to get proof of concept faster, that's the name of the game with drop shipping. We don't have a personal brand involved here. This is something I can throw up a drop shipping store today. And by this time next week, I could decide, you know what? I'm going to scrap that store before my 14 day trial is over. And I'm going to switch my whole concept up. I don't want to do it anymore. The free trial. I'm going to quit before this free trial and start a whole new concept. That's why when people are like, hey, I got my LLC and did it. I'm like, girl, you are jumping the gun, boo. Like you might not even want that idea in seven days. Once you learn what I'm about to teach you, you might scrap that whole idea and start up a whole brand new shop. I'm so glad you said that, right? Because I think so many people make these dumb investments before they've even proved out the money making thing. Right. Like go make some money, prove out that the shit works before you start buying LLCs and hiring a trademark attorney to be like paying for IP that you don't even know that you need right now. Insane. It's my number one pet peeve. I feel like it's just because people want to feel productive and feel like they're doing something. And it's like, girl, you are just wasting time and money. And now you got filing fees in a few months you got to pay for. It's like if you was worried about spending money, now you just gave yourself another bill in a few months. You know, like they're going to be trying to tax you. The IRS is now in your business officially before you've even made $1. Now you have to explain what you're doing. So yeah, leveraging paid ads as a drop shipper gives us the answers to those questions ASAP. It lets us know, hey, do people want this lip gloss or not? 
Maybe they want these headphones instead. I'm going to launch ads for this and this at the same time. And I'm going to see which ads do better, what data comes in stronger. And then I'm, if it's this, I'm shutting all of this off and I'm putting all my money into this and I'm going to scale this one out. If I didn't run ads, I would have to start a whole brand on Instagram for this, a whole brand on Instagram for this and wait three to five years to grow to 10,000 followers. And then who has yeah. time for organic I have a whole life to live and I have my personal brand as well. So it's mm -hmm. like to think of organic to do across every drop shipping business when you can create drop shipping businesses so quickly. It's like, no, that's why drop shippers always leverage paid ads to hurry up and build out our audience so that we could just start monetizing within the audience that we're creating. What's your favorite social media platform to use paid ads? Because I know TikTok has been growing. Instagram is a perennial favorite. Facebook too. So is there a specific platform that you love? I love them all, to be honest. I made a lot of money on all of them. But Facebook, I would say, is always going to be my favorite just because that's how I got my start. Facebook is just so, so extremely powerful. But I would also say for organic, TikTok is definitely a favorite because you can just have extreme reach on TikTok for free. So it is almost a foolproof way to go. If you have a brand, you should definitely have a presence on TikTok. It's a no brainer to take advantage of the free reach that you'll get over there. But I also strongly recommend utilizing influencers because people trust other people's opinions. They trust their likeness. And so depending on obviously what type of business that you have, but any business that I operate, we use the same ways to promote and market from influencer marketing to paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, all across the board, all of our brands are marketed the same way. So utilizing influencers, paid collaborations, introducing yourself, your brand, your products to other people's audiences. I love all of those things. The name of the game is to get your business out there to as many people a day as possible. So find your thing. Don't be afraid to experiment with all the different tools out there that allow you. Your number one question, it shouldn't be like, how much is this going to cost me? It should be how many people are going to be exposed to my business if I invest $1,000 today? How many people get to see my shit? I know my shit is good. I know I can stand behind my chocolate or my brownies or my headphones, my makeup artist skills. I know I can stand behind my product. So why wouldn't I want to spend whatever it costs if I tell you that I'm going to blast your business to millions of people? Your only answer should be, where do I sign up? I want that every day. Yeah. And that's why when people ask me like, well, how much do you spend on marketing? I'm like, please don't get like, don't ask me that question because it's just going to freak you out. And it's not a good question to ask because like all you're going to think is like, oh my God, there's just no way I could spend that right now. Like, oh my God, no way. And it's like, what? We started with $5. Stop it. $5 for one ad a day. And yes, you keep getting better and optimizing the data that that ad gets you and you keep reinvesting so that you can run more ads and then you scale gradually. So now, yes, we're spending 30, 50 a grand a month, but we're also 3Xing that as well.
so that it's, it makes sense to do it. We're not just throwing money out there and hoping it sticks. We start off small with ads and then once they're profitable, we start scaling. So, and that's what we teach, you know? So yeah, yeah. we teach the organic as well, but it's important for us as drop shippers. Not every brand is going to be a brand that we really want around for years and years to come. Some are just, we're trying to get validation real quick. And sometimes it is okay to profit off of a viral trend, but you have to have like a end date for that, right? Like you got to have a plan. A plan. You got to know like, yeah, I'm going to just monetize this off of like the Donald Trump pack. Like that's not going to be relevant forever. You know what I'm saying? Like people made a killing selling the Make America Great hat again. And it's like, who would have thought? But selling that today, would that still be a winning product? Absolutely not. Or during Super Bowl, those championship rings, the fake memorabilia ring, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be relevant outside of the Super Bowl season. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So yeah, it's important for all of those things are very relevant when you're looking for your winning products and doing product research. Chelsea, you dropped so many gems in this episode. And I know we can talk about this for another like five hours and we still wouldn't learn everything that there is to learn about drop shipping. So that's why I want folks to know about you and how you actually teach what kind of offers you have to get folks on this train to this internet money, because we really need to stop working so damn hard. Man, I know it breaks my heart, man. I really try to bring as many of the people I love in my life into my world as possible, because I'm just like, man, I want to save everyone. Obviously, if I do it with men, obviously I'm going to want to do it with my people, women too. You know, I just want to save everyone. But you ultimately just have to be receptive to this stuff, you know? And if you are, if you're someone who just is confident that you want more out of life and you don't feel guilty about it, like you know that this shit is really meant for you. You've just been missing a few key gems. Maybe nobody's ever put you on and you've just known that there's something more for you and just you have no idea what it is. Well, this might just be it. And for me, it was it. And I thank God every single day that it was it so that I don't ever have to go back to that place of having to get my nails and my hands dirty. And Lord knows I will do it if I had to do it for my family. But I just thank God that he showed me this way because it feels so good. So yes, I've created, I've dedicated the past three, four years of my life to creating educational programs that anyone can benefit from. I have legit high school and college students in my programs, all the way up to grandparents in my programs, and they all are getting results. So it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how tech savvy you are. I literally break everything down to where anyone could understand it because it means something to me that you're able to take in this information and share it with your mom, your auntie, your your sister, your dad, whatever, you know, like I want this to be something that you can create change with. So it's all bite sizable chunks so that you can comprehend and implement. And the programs that I offer are at all different price ranges because I don't want anyone to feel excluded. But to get my direct coaching, I have two programs. One's called Online Business Mastery. The other is called Pennies to Gold. And you can DM me the word drop shipping, and I can send you a free training that will explain those two programs to you. But that's how you can work with me directly. That's how you can get access to me, my resources, my team, some done for you services as well. We try to make it as easy as possible for my students to come in and get results. So Awesome. Yes, I want everybody in here to be drop shipping. You should all have <laughs> at least one drop shipping store by the end of this year. 
Like the sky's the limit. You can have as many stores as you want. Obviously, let's just start with one at a time. But yeah. just imagine one store making an extra five to ten k for you and your family just on one store. And then imagine duplicating that process and teaching your your college student how to do it. And now all of a sudden she has a store making another ten k a month. And it's like, holy shit, what just happened? That's very real. real. That's real. That's so. so real. And especially in this climate that we're talking about recessions and people are worried about losing their jobs and everything costs more money. It's like, first of all, everybody needs to have a secondary income store. It's like this nine to five is not it. You might love your job, but your job might not love you, especially when the numbers are not looking right and they got to start thinking about cutting staff. You cannot be out here depending on your stability from these jobs. I know. And it's a harsh reality. And a lot of people just want to wait till shit hits the fan to face that reality. And it's like, don't let that be you. You want to be proactive. You want to plan in advance. You want to have information and skills like this tucked in your back pocket so that no life event, no man, no, you know what I'm saying? No unfortunate, unforeseen situation can ever knock you off your block. That's happened to me before. My abusive relationship was all financially based and it's like never again like will I let somebody affect me to the point where financially I'm literally almost like in a shelter like Mm -hmm. what never so you have to especially as women we have to have these skills and resources in our back pocket to protect ourselves so yes ladies it was great connecting with you guys thank you I'm so here for everything that you're doing Chelsea and I really would just want to thank you on behalf of my community and all of the people who are inspired by your content like thank you for showing up right because you could have easily just like learn these skills and be like I'm gonna get rich on my own I'm gonna do my own thing and not share what I'm doing with the world and we need to stop with the gatekeeping right there's enough of this knowledge that has been held from us so we have a responsibility to our community once we learn this shit like spread the knowledge because we need to lift each other all up. I agree 100%. Thank you so much for saying that. And yes, it wouldn't be in my nature not to spread the word. I'm just not a hoarder of information like that. I find out something new and I can't wait to make that call and tell somebody else to tell somebody else. Like, it excites me to know that it could like put you in a better life position, you know, especially with how hard we all work and our moms work and our, we've seen it all generation after generation. And it's like, we deserve better as people. We deserve better. And platforms like yours help make that possible for people like, like us and where we come from. So thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you, everybody. I hope this all impacted you in some type of positive way. And I hope we can connect in the near future. If you have any questions, me, my team, we're all here to answer any questions that you might have. So just slide in our DMs. I'm always here. Learn with Chelsea. I love it. And we're going to make sure to link everything in the episode show notes so you can follow Chelsea and learn all the things about dropshipping, e-commerce, and more. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, love. Have a great night. You too. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, 
Scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.